We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. John Harbaugh was asked about Lamar Jackson's tweet after Sunday's loss, and he had his quarterbacks back, saying it was out of character for Lamar and that he has one of the biggest hearts of anyone he knows. Yeah, but that certainly doesn't mean Harbaugh let Lamar completely off the hook. He was sure to offer some important advice on how Lamar should conduct himself after losses. I'm Sarah Ellison with Bobby Trossett. It's Tuesday, November 29th, and this is your morning Ravens Vault. So Baltimore's offensive unit has struggled operationally this season, and we were reminded why Sunday in Jacksonville. Harbaugh provided his perspective on some of his team's deficiencies during his Monday press conference. Plus, J.K. Dobbins will return to practice this week, and we got answers on the mysterious injury to Isaiah Likely. Yeah, we have all that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in just 15 minutes. So Lamar Jackson has faced harsh criticism for a profane tweet that clapped back at a fan for saying he didn't deserve a $250 million contract, Sarah. Yeah, and Bobby, we knew that criticism was coming, but some of this criticism was a bit surprising and that they labeled his tweet like this. Lamar replied with a profanity-laced tweet that included an anti-gay phrase and has since been deleted. We'll get into whether it's fair to characterize Lamar's words as anti-gay in just a bit. It was first labeled that way by ESPN's Jameson Hensley, by the way, and repeated on air at the network, as you just heard. But first, here's one more predictable take from Skip Bayless. It's about as low as you can go. It's childish is yes. what it is. It's just flat out. It's, it it's so immature. And you know Steve Bashotti and... And he's just going to sit back and say, now I'm supposed to pay him 300 guaranteed million to be the face of my franchise. And you stoop to this. You are Lamar freaking Jackson. You are an MVP in this league. You are the, the, the sun and the moon for our franchise. You are the driving force of our franchise. And you would stoop to fire back with that on social media after a game. Well, we already covered what was said in Lamar's tweet. You can go back to past episodes if you don't already know. But as the media world came down hard on Lamar, his head coach had his back in Monday's press conference. Here's Harbaugh's full response without any edits. Yeah, I mean, I, I talked to him. I heard about it last night. 
Uh, talked to him this morning. I, talk, I had to have, talked to him on the plane too a little bit, but that was about other things and things about the game. And then I just talked to these guys. We talk a lot. We, we talk a lot about football, but we also talk a little bit about that stuff too, you know, what goes on in terms of the media and everything. And, and really, you know, it's, it just beg guys not to, you know, not to get into the Twitter world right after the game, especially after a loss. It's never going to be positive. It's not going to be a nice place. I think that's kind of reflected in, in Lamar's response because what he said was just so out of character for him. That's not the way he speaks. It's not the way he talks. It's not the words he ever uses. I've never heard him say things like that before. But like, we talk, like you said, Bo, he wants to win. You know, I'm sure he's frustrated just like we all are. And uh, that's just a place you just don't want to live right after a game. And, uh, you know, I know he understands that. Uh, he, Lamar Jackson, you know, you've been around him. He's got one of the biggest hearts of anybody I know. You, you all have seen him, the way he treats people, the way he treats kids, the way he treats the media, you know. And, uh, and he's also one of the biggest competitors I've ever met. So those kind of conversations, he takes very seriously, you know. So you get trapped sometimes by someone that's baiting you just a little bit, and you, you, can't, you, can't, you can't live there. It's not important. That's something I love about him. But, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think that's not a place he wants to be, and that's certainly not things that he wants to say. Yeah, I think John Harbaugh nailed it here. He confronted the topic straight on with the media and also vouched for Lamar's character. But he also offered wise advice, which is basically to stay off Twitter, especially after losses. Bobby, both you and I criticized Lamar's tweet Sunday night and said it was out of character for him. And we both said that we get why, though, he did it. Most times it's easy to stay above the negativity on social media. We all go through it, but not to the level of Lamar Jackson. And every once in a while, even though we're on a lower level of criticism, somebody's words catch you at the wrong time and get under your skin. So in that sense, Lamar just lashed out. It was a human emotional reaction. Also, by the way, I'm fine with professional athletes clapping back from time to time. But my hope is that clapping back happens when it's removed from deep emotional moments. Do it in a way that makes a point without being demeaning. I know Lamar can do that, even though he gets demeaned every day. But he's better than those that slander him. And I agree with Harbaugh. Lamar has a huge heart. In the years that I've covered him, he's been totally respectful, loving the young fans, and the type of leader that teammates want to follow. Now, this time, it's not something that you would want to follow, which is why this tweet was uncharacteristic of him completely. Yeah, Sarah, while we're at it, let's also address Jamison Hensley and ESPN's characterization of his words being anti-gay specifically. Lamar took to Twitter to address it himself first and foremost. Here's what the tweet read, quote, at Jamison Hensley, this is defamation of my character because not once have I ever mentioned or disrespected anyone's sexuality sexual orientation, gender, religion, or race. You're reaching, close quote. Now, Sarah, I want to be clear here because I have a lot of respect for Jameson, to be honest. We work together at WBAL here in Baltimore, and he is the longest tenured Ravens beat writer in town for a reason. He's got a great pulse for this organization. But with all that in mind, I don't think it was fair of him to use the words, quote, anti-gay phrase in his piece when referring to Lamar's tweet. Here's Stephen A. Smith. I'm not a homosexual, so I'm not going to define what's offensive to them or not. I'll let them do that. Um, it looked to me like he was cussing a dude out. Very, very frustrated. He went the hell off. 
There's a lot of people that get cussed out. And when you cussing folks out, you say some things sometimes. That's how I read that. Cussing somebody out as opposed to going where folks might go with that. Sure. But again, I'm not a homosexual. So the homosexual community, the gay community gets to define that better than me. Let me say that. Yeah, I have to agree with Stephen A here. Everyone can react however they want. Absolutely. But Bobby, I take Lamar at his word here. The last thing Lamar was trying to do was be anti any group. He was cussing out one person who said he doesn't deserve that record-breaking contract. Again, I don't condone the tweet, but I also think that intent matters before applying labels that can really ruin somebody's character. Not to get too far into the weeds here, but if you look up the meanings behind the phrase he used, some of those meanings have nothing to do with sexuality at all. Now, again, his words were crass. They were vulgar. I didn't like them, but I don't think they were intended to be anti any group. Hopefully we can be nuanced enough to see that both things can be true at once. Yeah, well said there, partner. There's no question this was completely uncharacteristic of a guy who said and done all the right things since entering the league, and he's about as far away from being anti-gay as it gets. That said, Lamar was out of line to your point. I expect him to own that when he meets with the media later this week. I'm hoping someone, anyone who's close to Lamar, gets in his ear and suggests that he simply take a break from social media. I'm not sure there's another player league-wide who receives more unwarranted criticism on a weekly basis. And the more a guy consumes that kind of stuff, the more likely he is to snap. If you ask me, that's what happened post-game on Sunday. All right, Bobby, before we close on this topic, there is just one last thing. There is another narrative going around that Lamar is becoming, quote, increasingly frustrated. Now, some people want to pit Lamar against his coaches and the Ravens organization, but just like I don't like people putting meaning into Lamar's words in that tweet, I don't think that they should put meaning into his words at press conferences. Is he frustrated? Yeah. He said many times he doesn't like losing. Adding more meaning into that is putting meaning into his mouth, just like those with the tweet did. So, you know, I just want to take Lamar at his word with everything. Do that with everyone, and it's just an easier road to follow. But here's Harbaugh on this idea that Lamar is increasingly frustrated. I haven't done a measure. I don't think there's a measure increasingly. You know, that's the term someone can throw out there to create a narrative, I guess. But, yeah, Lamar hates to lose, and we all hate to lose, and we hate to not execute, and we all hate to not score touchdowns in the red zone. You know, if that's frustration, sure. I mean, I don't mind that kind of frustration. I, I want us to be frustrated with that. I'm, I want a bunch of guys that want to win, you know, a bunch of guys that want to execute, that want to get out there and make sure we know, look like we know what we're doing, you know, and to be putting points on people, you know, and to getting stops and all those kind of things. So that's the last thing I'm worried about. You know, I just want us to get out there and be good at what we do and make sure we're on the same page and work hard at it. And that's what, we, that's what we'll be working to do. That other stuff, that's just periphery stuff and still to come here on the vault what happened with the ravens game clock management and red zone struggles on sunday in jacksonville stay tuned for all of that we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, Bobby, we talked about this at length in Sunday's instant reaction to Ravens-Jaguars, but simply put, Baltimore hasn't been anywhere close to good enough in the red zone this season. And here are the numbers to back that statement up, Sarah. They've scored red zone touchdowns on 22 of 43 attempts, which is good for 24th league-wide entering week 13 on the season. They were 2 of 5, by the way, in Sunday's loss to the Jaguars. Here's Harbs on what's been going wrong. It's two things always. It's going to be execution and scheme. And it's scheme and execution. So um, that's got to be, it has been a major focus for us as coaches to try to get the right plays up down there. Uh, at times we've had the right plays and we haven't, we haven't executed them. You know, we can, obviously we've got to do everything we can do to block, tackle, throw, catch, run, all those things the best we can and just, just make the plays. I do think once it starts happening, it kind of, you get a little momentum that way. But also, we're gonna we're gonna look at the scheme part of it. You know, we're not gonna say it's not it's not that. Uh, that's got to be part of it. And you know, what personnel groups are on the field? What plays we're running? Are we doing enough to cause problems for the defense? You know, those kind of things. You know, we we got a nice open crossing route with a nice schemed up play there at the end to Josh. So we just got to be better down there. It's 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 critical for us in the next stretch of games to start scoring touchdowns in the red zone. We have to get that done. And another thing we've discussed is the mechanical issues on offense. Play clock management and the actual pace of play calling communication from the booth upstairs to Lamar's headset has been a disaster at times. The group as a unit has lacked rhythm and seems to be good for at least one delay of game penalty per week. Which, as we've seen, infuriates Lamar and I'm sure the rest of this fan base. Harbs was asked about his team's overall pace on offense to date. I'm not sure exactly what was going on with the clock. It felt different, but that's, you know, the 25 second, the 40 second clock was fine. The 25 second clock was, man, that was quick. 
Uh, but, you know, still, it's on us. We, we, we did a lot of substituting in the first half. We were in a little more complicated plays and formations a little bit in terms of shifting. I don't think we got on the field as quick as we can. Maybe, you know, even Greg told me, he said, you know, hey, I got to call the play faster. I think we can call it faster, you know, communicate it better in the huddle, whatever. The whole thing needed to be faster. And uh, we did adjust kind of how what we were in the second half to try to make that happen, to make sure we could do it. Uh, the rhythm and the tempo was not like we needed it to be at all. I mean, there have been times where the clock is quite literally fractions of a second away from hitting zero. We have to adjust as coaches on that. Like, it's, it's up to us to organize it in a way that we just don't get in those situations, you know. And if we have to have less offense or uh, less movement in the plays or whatever it might be, that's just what you do. So it's on us. I mean, I, I think that's something we got to get cleaned up. Sarah, while I appreciate Harbs holding himself and his staff accountable with the it's on us approach, at what point is this going to be corrected? December football is here this weekend. It's week 13. Like winning teams don't have these kinds of mechanical deficiencies, especially at this point in the season. Something's got to give and it's got to give soon. Okay, let's finally get into some good news. It looks like the Ravens running backs core is on track to be whole for the first time in a few years, Sarah. Yeah, finally. And uh, it's a day after Gus Edwards returned to game action last week against the Jags that John Harbaugh announced that J.K. Dobbins will return to practice this week. Yeah, he'll practice this week, some degree. You know, I'm not sure exactly what they'll let him do. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, he's keeping expectations pretty low there, as you might imagine. But this puts JK now in the 21-day window to practice. So if by the end of that stretch, he's not ready for whatever reason, Baltimore can move him back to injured reserve. But if he is healthy, they can activate him to the 53-man. And if he's back on the field in mid-December, it could be the first time he and Gus Bus will play in a game together since the 2020 season. And Bobby, that's going to be a very welcomed sight in Baltimore. Having two major horses in a run-first offense is a necessity. Now, in other injury news, it was Isaiah Likely who suddenly popped up on the injury report Friday and was inactive for the game Sunday. Josh Oliver had a big game in relief of Likely, but some fans didn't know what happened. Harbs explained Monday. Isaiah tweaked his ankle on Friday in practice. Uh, had an ankle roll. We, we thought maybe it would be okay for the game, but you know, you know, if you gave your rolled your ankle, it just it just it just wasn't. And before we fly, some other quick news items you need to know, beginning with this regarding Ravens right guard Kevin Zeitler, who sits as the AFC's leading Pro Bowl vote getter at his position. For more information on how to cast your vote for Kevin and other Ravens who are fighting for Pro Bowl honors, text VOTE to 635-635. Elsewhere, with all-time Raven Marshall Yonda set to be inducted into the team's ring of honor this weekend, John Harbaugh weighed in. Well, anybody that'll take a taser shot for $600, you know, that's the guy that's got a future in this league, right? Especially as an offensive guard. All about... Everything that you know that's right, as far as work ethic and as far as competitiveness, his thing was, you know, do your job. You know, it was that and it was embrace the grind. So when you're, when you're about do your job and embrace the grind, and those are your two models, and you take taser shots, you're destined for greatness. I'll, I'll, I love the guy. And finally, Ravens tight end Josh Oliver had an awfully productive afternoon Sunday in Jacksonville, especially with no Isaiah Likely available. Here's Harbs. thought he played great. You know, Josh is 
one of our best blockers. I mean, he's, he had a great game blocking again. To see him make those plays, man, he almost made that seam route catch in the end zone would have been huge for us. So just uh, throw, with, throw for him, throw for how he's established his career, and can't wait to see what he does going from here. Thank you for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault, a podcast unaffiliated with the team. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you've been enjoying our content, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. You can also catch us on YouTube by searching Ravens Vault Podcast. We can also be reached by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in ever advertising with us. That is all the time we've got today, but the Vault will be back on Wednesday with the Ravens news you need to know.